It's your boy Clyde, back for another sick podcast Anvil show. Things are starting to get a little creepy for me. Signed Kenyon Drake last week, Kareem Hunt coming in for a visit tomorrow. JT now has an excuse to be away from practice to rehab. Listen, I don't know. We got a lot to talk about. Plus, there's a game this week, by the way. But before all that, Sammy, go ahead and bang that. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, and Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Absolutely, it's going to be sick. I know my soundboard was acting a fool last week, but this week is loud and clear. Fellas, come on and join me. Welcome in, welcome in. Goodness gracious, good to see your ugly mugs. How's your weeks going? Busy. Take it tomorrow. You're taking busy, too long. Busy, 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 busy. Busy. It took too long. Busy, 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 busy. Okay. And speaking of busy, the Indianapolis Colts and their <laughs> running back room has been quite the story, and it's been very busy. And the latest is Kareem Hunt went and visited the Saints, and before he could even get through with his physical and all the things that they were trying to do he had an invitation to come talk to us tomorrow and just to go along with that ironically jt was excused from practice today his first excusable practice to go rehab because his ankle needs to be rehabbed i don't like this (laughs) like i'm gonna just be 1000 percent. i don't like this Last week, like I've mentioned in the intro, King and Drake came in. I'm like, okay, you know what? Veteran running back presence, that's pretty solid. He's 29 years old. He can do a number of things out the backfield, put him with our younger guys, you know, because Zach Moss is hurt. I'm still okay. JT's still number one. You bring in Kareem Hunt, who was a third-round pick five, six years ago. He's only 27 years old. Of course, we know his story. He got in trouble for, you know, Domestic violence, kicking a female, lost him one year of his of his uh, career. But we've seen what he's done when he's been back on the field, backing up Nick Chubb. He's a very, very comparable back. And unfortunately, what I'm seeing right now, before I open up the floor to you, fellas, is I feel like we're compensating potentially for a loss of JT with a multitude of different backs. And it's almost as saying, yeah, we might not get the 1,860-yard production and 20 touchdowns from two years ago, but you got serviceable, back, serviceable backs that will help Anthony Richardson, and it won't be such a void, whereas, oh, we can't run the ball at all. This is what I see. It's starting to make me cringe a little bit because I don't want to lose JT. But I'm going to punt the ball. I'm going to punt it to you, Patrick. I'll let you give you your thought process on what's going on because I am not okay with this currently. Well, you call me a conspiracy theory if you want, but isn't it 
so convenient that JT has an excuse to mispractice. Could that actual excuse be he's going and working out for another team, taking a medical evaluation? Since we're bringing in Kareem Hunt, is are they going to be able to repair this relationship? From my sources, it's no. It's an absolute not. They're not going to be able to repair this relationship. Who the hell is your sources? I ain't giving you my source, but your I got source a source. Is your fucking left ear? <laughs> what the fuck? It doesn't matter what where is that. Who it is is it, mine, and okay, I ain't yeah. telling you who it is because yeah, it's horseshit. No matter, matter no, fact, no, no, no. Matter of fact, I think it's this guy. What? The bullshit? <laughs> the bullshit? The bullshit? That might be who is the source. That's your source, not mine. Uh, uh, a what? <laughs> a bullshit? <laughs> but will I? Will I hate to see JT go? Absolutely. Um, absolutely loved what he did here. Absolutely loved the character. Oh, you're speaking. You're speaking in past tense. Get a your tense right. A man, but. <laughs> Hey, if you don't want to be here, I'm sorry. You know, I I don't lose respect for you, but I lose that love for you if you don't want to be with us. This is not how this works, man. Don't this, be it him. works for me. Don't be this dude. Don't don't be the dude to tell me how I can feel. Don't you be him. Don't you be that, that dude. It's hard not to be that dude. Listen, our team. Let's just be realistic. I just said I want him here. I like JT. Hold on. Let's just be realistic for a second before we kick the ball over. I want side kick it to, to Acosta. <laughs> Let's be fucking realistic right here. We have stunk for like three years. <clears throat> okay. And so I get this whole only shining light last was few years. Jonathan Taylor. And yeah. I'm and I'm gonna say this right here, and I mean this in the most respectful manner. Yes. One player is not bigger than the team. <clears throat> but what we're not going to do <laughs> okay, is pretend like all players are created equal because they're not. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's why you have superstars and you have the dude on the roster. He's <laughs> definitely a superstar. He's not the dude on the roster. And before we punt it over to, <laughs> you know, Acosta, because I've onside kicked it and punted at this point. Let's talk about this really quick. Now, listen, I can't spend nobody else's money like I talked about last week. That ain't my job. But I tell you one damn thing. Sounds like you're about <laughs> to spend somebody's money. I tell At you one. Tell them what to do with it. I tell you one damn thing. Before we save a fucking well, <laughs> we better uh, pay. Now, now, you're being that dude. The horse. You're, you're <laughs> being you that dude. You're, you're definitely being the horse's ass right now. You better, you better pay the bell cow before you save an orca. I don't give a shit what lane we are not in the business of, I don't even know, uh, marine life. Now, again, do whatever you want to do. Absolutely. But just make sure that you're covering the spread for the parts that you need to cover. And this is yeah. the part. You're not even going to talk to this man about a contract, but then in the same breath, he goes, hey, I'm going to pony up $20 million to save an orca. Listen, bro. Fly an orca across country. I don't give a shit. Put that dude back in the water right there. Shit. Look at him swim around. We can't. We, we cannot. We will never live that down. 
Never. If if he flies to Orca across the country and JT walks, we will never live that down. And so I need everybody who's in Jim's corner to again. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim. <laughs> These are the things that you might want to do. Do them. Just don't make it a public service announcement because right now is not the time to talk about spending buku dollars on marine life. Okay, Costa, you've waited or long guitars, enough. drums, whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, else but, he spends his money. Now, Costa, give me just a second. <sighs> now, I agree with you, Clyde. If he's got Shit. that kind of money to fly an orca across country, put him in a different part of the water, same freaking water, and damn fish swims, let him swim around. But it's not my money. I, I, can't, know I cannot even begin to fathom how to tell a man like that how to spend his money. But is it our team or is it his team? It's his team it's via his team that contractual we obligation, but it's our team <laughs> via support, <laughs> and we're not going to be okay free and willy, but letting JT go. I'm not okay with that. All right. All right I'm just saying, hey, Leave us. my source is pretty pretty reliable. Watch your damn mouth this week, too. I'm just Matter saying. Before you even start. <laughs> what did I get that for? Not you, him. That's the Omaha uh, for him, you, man. And his potty mouth for last week. Fuck that. Fuck me. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know he what? was He's... definitely on one last week. <laughs> I'm about to be on one again. You keep Here we go. <laughs> Here I'm we just go. Playing. Look, his face is getting red and everything, Clyde. Oh, Look what God. you've done I'm to that to, guy. I'm, I'm going to have to bang his right to... out of here. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to hold back laughing to what it is because you won't let him. MFR speak his mind. Say your part, bro. You got it. <laughs> First of all, the Jim Ursay thing, he's got fuck you money. He can do whatever he wants. So anyway. I don't know, man. I'm part of me's concerned, and then the other part of me is just like, you know, it is what it is at this point. I mean, I'm just ready to move on. Um, whether it's with JT or not. I'd love to have JT with us. I really, really would. You know, he's a superstar, like you said, Clyde. And uh He's his potential is out of bounds. It's just I don't know this agent of his. I think when we were on the field, when me and Thomas were on the field last week, um, we've seen him a few times walk by, and it's his demeanor is completely opposite of what he came from or what he is actually. We all know what JT actually is. He's a humble human being, <clears throat> really good dude, stand up dude, polite, um, you know, quiet, but you know, but just think about it this way. What has JT actually said other than his back not hurting? It's all been his agent's mouth. And I just don't think he's liking how this process is going. I think he wanted to be a little bit more smoother and not controversial. Because that's just I feel like that's how JT is. He's not a very controversial guy. He just wants to play ball like everybody else and get respectfully paid for, which I respect. Um, his agent's asking for a ridiculous amount of money, you know, at the moment. Not saying that running backs won't potentially make that kind of money that he's asking for. Who knows? But, you know, $60 million is absolutely ridiculous a year. And I just think, you know, I think the Colts are – What did you say, $16 million? Six, 16 not 16 Oh, I say, man, what the yeah. – <laughs> yeah, No, no, no. I'm no. about to sign up to be a running back tonight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Time to get back in the gym. Jesus Christ, because I'll take yeah, a no, yeah. of that shit. Time to get on the <laughs> right. No, nah, so – 
I think the Colts are just preparing for some collateral damage that may happen. I don't want to cry or what? Hey, I don't want it to happen, Clyde. Mm. I don't. I really do not want this to happen. You know, I was very opinionated last week. You know, I was saying, you know, let the motherfucker walk. You know, (laughs) whatever. But you know what? It's it's about the team as a whole. I'm going to miss him if he goes. I really want him here. A lot of fans still want him here, but he said he's not acting like himself. And I think it's. And I don't think it's that he's mad at the Colts organization. I think it's just like he's not enjoying this process. Is was what he should, you know, it should be an exciting time to play for an organization that loves you, that backs you. Um, and I surely believe that because Jim say, you know, clearly stated that I wasn't pointing at Jonathan Taylor, what he said on Twitter a couple weeks ago. So I know that he's cared for here, but you know, his, and then his agent had to run his mouth. And it's just, I'm afraid of personally for him. I'm afraid for him at the same time. I think his agent's going to hurt his career more than he will help him. If he does move on, He's definitely hurting him here. So I think it's, you know, it's panic at the moment and it's collateral damage time in Indianapolis. I'll tell you what. If there, and this is, this is in, in no disrespect to a man who's, you know, trying to secure the bag, as they say. That's what the young kids say. Yeah. But I would, I would really, because I read something actually probably a few days to, in, before all of this blew up. And it was like, it was on ESPN. It was an article about Le'Veon Bell, like absolutely regretting how he left Pittsburgh and saying like, that was the worst mistake of his career, which as we know, he ended up with the jets. That was a shit show. Then he just kind of bounced around a little bit and then he was out the league. And this was the dude prior to all of that, that was known as the top back in the NFL. I would really wish if they really are a brotherhood that Le'Veon Bell, if people give him the, the credit that he's due for what he did while he was in the league, would reach out to people like this in these situations and be like, hey, man, learn from somebody who fucked this up royally. <laughs> like I left a good thing in Pittsburgh searching and seeking the, the money and it turned out to be terrible for my career. We remember it. When he went to the Jets, bro, Le'Veon Bell was not the same dude that was doing what he was doing in Pittsburgh. And even when he ended up with the Chiefs, he's like, okay, this is about to be dangerous. He still didn't even really hit it off with the Chiefs. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, you don't and, – and that's what's crazy about the NFL, maybe even more than, like, the NBA. I really think that even if you sit out one year, no matter when you do it, or if you just stagger into a year, i.e. dealing with something like this and you don't get a contract and then you come in late, that time miss is is like tenfold in the NFL versus like other leagues, in my opinion. Like it just it's just like what happened to the dude. You know what I'm saying? Like you not you no more. And I would hate for JT to go through something like this. I know he's a stud. I know that he can play and he's still young. He got youth on his side, but bro, like sometime the grass ain't always greener. You might get the bag, but you end up, you know, I don't know who we can consider like a very poor organization at this moment, but you end up in a poor organization that a can't block for you. A don't really have nothing going for themselves. And then all of a sudden you're afterthought, but you're getting paid the money you want, but you're getting the hell beat out of you because they're giving you the ball 28 times a game. You're getting your your average goes down from five five yards a carry to 
shit, 2.6 because the line stinks and you're the only thing on the team, then what? Like, imagine if he ended up in, like, Arizona. Get the hell out of here, bro. And you're going to get battered to shit. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to get beat to hell. And that's what I was trying to say last that's – just, that's just what I was trying to say last week. Since these players nowadays, and I get it, I – I mean, I'm not one of them, but I, I hear and read, you know, and see what why they want the money. They want to take care of their families. They want to take care of their health. You know, they're looking long-term. They're putting their – you know, the NFL is getting harder hitting and harder hitting every year. You know, CTE is a thing. You know, all this stuff. You know, they want the money to be able to take care of themselves, and I get it. But there's a point where you – if you're truly passionate about the game, Take the money. Take the money that you can get. If not a little bit better, if you can negotiate a little bit better, that's great. But let let your passion fuel your game, not the money. Like you just said, Le'Veon Bell was a prime example of that. Yeah, bro. He let he let the greed take over his passion, and now Worst look at mistake. it. Worst mistake. Is, and guess what? When your passion is bigger than your greed, it's going to pay for itself. Endorsement deals, contracts, bonuses. I mean, the possibilities are endless as long as you keep playing well. But if you do what, you know, what we're afraid JT's about to do, he's not going to get any of that. So let's dance with this devil. All right. So let's go ahead and say we close the deal with Kareem Hunt. What does that even look like going forward? Now, and again, let's start with saying I am not, you know, upset that Kareem Hunt is potentially coming into the building. But what I'm also saying is Kareem Hunt has been. Because he's been in the, he's been in a backup role the last couple of years, and yeah. we've seen the 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 damn Cleveland Browns have been a top three rushing team because of Nick Chubb and him. So great addition, in my opinion, if you've already secured the bag that is Jonathan Taylor, and then you add guys like because the running back room is only going to be so big. So if you got him, you got Kenyon Drake, you got Zach Moss supposedly ready after six weeks, six to eight weeks, and you got a kid that we're super excited about, Evan Hull, plus you still got Deion Kane, plus you got JT. What's going on? Actually, I actually just thought about something. I just thought about something. What if they're stacking this running back room to entice him to stay? Bringing yeah. in veteran help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, but I mean... These I mean, because like you said, that all, all these guys all these guys have been second-string players, right? But they've been solid second string players here I mean, lately. Yeah, I get that, but I don't I don't see them as threats as I, taking his position. No, I don't I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like not motivation to get his act together. I'm saying like here we're bringing in some talent, you know, that can back you up, you know, that can give you some good solid advice, you know, going forward cuz he is young. And you, I think mm-hmm. it's I mean it, it could be that too. I'm not saying that's my full-hearted opinion, but that's a I could be a tactic, you know what I mean? So before I kick it to Pat, this is what I think. I think in all the years past, Chris Ballard has learned from his mistakes, i.e. not being prepared for you know the quarterback switch, not being prepared with should we bring in other wide receivers, whatever the case. So he's like, from what I'm building with this team, both sides of the ball, now we have another fucking potential hiccup. What I'm not going to do is not be prepared this year and be like, oh, okay, I got to I got I to gotta depend on – you know, a uh, rookie, late drafted, you know, running back in Evan Hall, who we just hope is great. Instead, let yeah. me bring in some veteran pre- presence, some real veteran presence that's had 
success and we'll be prepared. This is what I really think, which is scary because to me, this is not a competition room. Prior to the JT talk, there was no competition in that room. Competition all over the, the, the field in other positions, you want that. But in there, when you got a bell cow that you know is a playmaker, you don't need competition over there. You just need somebody to be able to, you know, give him a breather. That's why we yeah. had a Zach Moss and didn't invest in Kareem Hunt earlier or Kenyon Drake earlier, is my opinion. And we just really mm-hmm. replaced Naheem Hines with Evan Hull, my opinion. But right. Pat, you take it. How you feel about this now six back room? <laughs> it's exactly what you said. It's gotta be. He's gotta learn from his mistakes. You know, that is <clears throat> I don't care what the market dictates. That is a marquee spot. It's a marquee position. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Clyde, you've mentioned it several times on this program. You know, ah, we don't have a running game. That's why we can't do this. Oh, our running game's great, but our, our passing game's shit. Oh, this, that, this, and that. The quarterback and the running back, they it's hand in hand. You got you gotta have elite at, at both positions there. Now, I will throw this out. Pat McAfee is tweeting out to um, old boy from Minnesota. Devin, Devin Cook? Cook, yeah. Oh, trying, to get him, just doing, tr- trying to get him to hear. So when I see that, it <laughs> makes me want to automatically think, damn. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? When he just said, Pat just said that, he had a source that said that things were better than what was initially being given off. <laughs> so what the hell is the source talking he, about, Pat Max? He said he was uh, treating people better at the facility. Come on, Boomstick. What we got going on right now? So. I don't know. But yeah. that's, that, I mean, when you start, when this thing's all done and said, whichever way it goes, and and none of us are going to know until it's over with. But Go back and start connecting the dots. And if you've done this before, when Pat McAfee's reaching out to people, there's a hole to be filled. Oh man, look. I know I'm what? just I'm just telling you, <laughs> connect the dots. Connect man. the dots. Now, when it's like I said, when it's all over over with, we'll find out what if he's staying or if he's going. See, and but, that's what I'm saying. Jim has said, at, by no means necessary are we trading this man. So this is the only thing that I can think. Okay, but Jim also last year said Frank Wright's job was secure. Two weeks later, he fired him. Yeah, He's, he's a billionaire that will go back on his word. I said this be- to start the show, that he's lied to us before. Yes, <laughs> you did. So, so I mean, it's, oh, that's, why, that's why I'm just... This is why, as a fan, I need to look at the glass half full. I, I'm just looking at both sides of what can happen. That I way I don't get Taylor jersey, man. Fuck. I mean, I got two of them in there, bro. <laughs> right. And then I got a, hey, I got a signed Bobby O'Carrake jersey in there. I mean, <laughs> you see what happened with that? So, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> what was that for? I'm just pressing buttons at this point. I'm not okay. <laughs> just I'm pressing shit up. I but I, I understand. I understand your opinion, Clyde. But I just think it's fans need to look and start looking at glasses half full in these serious situations. These are what I also think too, though. I think that you can also 
again, I'm not trying to <laughs> not trying to spend somebody's money, but maybe I am. I also think that you can look beyond your own emotional like thought process. We're not going to have this conversation this season. We're not even prepared to. Why the fuck? I don't, not? Think no one, I don't think no one even thought about it happening. Why the right fuck now? not? Why? Why? Why is that such a stickler? Why the fuck not? I, I said that from the very beginning. I'm just like, why is this conversation happening right now? No, no. But I'm saying I the said- conversation is why not? If the man comes and you say, "Hey, I want to talk contract extension," why is it like a hard no? And I think again, think about this. He's probably thinking, well, I played on a bum ankle for you. I showed my dedication to the squad. Does that count for something? It should. Because we keep saying mm-hmm. play out your damn contract. Okay, cool. But I also played with a fucked up foot on a shit team where most guys would have probably been like, yeah, let me can it in. For okay, but he went out what? Week eight, week nine last year for that ankle? No, he got hurt in week three. Right, but he went out and in week eight or nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, I don't remember. And and then the report comes out that he was getting surgery, and it was only a four to eight week recovery. Okay, and well. and and here we are, months past that, well, and he's that? still he's still saying his ankle hurts. He's still that? saying he's 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 got to re- rehab it. Yeah. Okay. So that. But why are you gonna come to me and want more money if you're still hurt? Because I'm on a last year. This is what I said last week. Because I'm on the last year of my of my deal, and we know how this goes. More so than extending me, you're probably just one year me. Okay, then I'll say like this. That. And then, okay, then, and then I'll then, say this. Okay. Pittman's in the same boat. Why aren't different. they arguing about Pittman's contract right now? Different position though. Way different. Robert but he's your wide receiver. He's the wide receiver one. He's your golden horse, right? True, but, but also, also Pittman understands. So this is what Pittman understands what he has to do. JT is kind of like, no, look what I've done. It's a different conversation. My, like my point was going to be <laughs> again. I just, I just can't get off the idea of this because I solely believe this is what this is. My opinion, but it's agency. Okay, it's maybe agency because he's like. You know, Pittman's just like, well, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Because, I mean, and then think about this, too. JT, before he switched agents, was promising <laughs> Anthony Richardson, I'll be here for you. I'll, you know, I got you. Yeah, then all of a sudden, his attitude, then his, then his attitude changes all of a sudden. He gets a new agent. That is not something that we're debating. It's definitely his agent. But at the same time, I also think that you, I don't give a fuck who your agent is. I'm, I am signing the player. Your agent is going to ensure that, Maybe all the you know dots are dotted and the T's are crossed. But if I'm the owner of something and I'm trying to pay, you know, Patrick as my left guard, I'm talking to him. I don't give a fuck who representing him. Bring whoever you want in here. I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay. So that's my thing. Jim Ursay, you're talking to Jonathan Taylor. Fuck the agent. You're talking to him. I'm saying so, that his agents may be using him as a puppet, telling him what to say. Okay, well, yeah, maybe. I mean. But he's also a grown Brandon. man. I'm gonna give him that at 24 years old. I think he can make a little bit of his own mind up. Brainwash. That's what I. I mean, that's yeah. just what I think. But I'll keep my mouth shut. So Shaq agent too. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. It, it, it don't. No. It really don't. Makes no sense. 
Shaq is happy as shit, jumping around, dancing, blah, 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 and they represented by the same fucking guy. Makes no sense. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, what the hell? <sighs> okay, but in, in all honesty, if you was the GM and your running back was hurt last year, coming off of a an ankle injury that had a four- to eight-week recovery time, and you're reporting to training camp on the pup list because your ankle still isn't healed. You do, are you really going to get into a contract negotiation with him? Because you can sign that, you can pay him what he wants, and he's still broke. So now you're you're throwing money out the window like you do with the quarterbacks. The they, pay, they, they, they paid Luck $25 million after he retired. Um, they're paying um, – Hell, I Matt. think they still got to pay Wentz some money this year, and and they're paying Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan's getting eighteen million. <laughs> right. So, do you want do you want to keep adding to that? I look at it like this, bro. And your and, and your star running back is still broke, still not on the field, still on the pup list, still rehabbing. See, to me, Taylor's timing couldn't be worse to ask for the start of a contract negotiation because of these things, because Thank if you. I was the GM, that's the way I'm going to look at everything. Yeah. You did this. Yeah. You was our only shining light for some dismal seasons. We love you. We want you here, but now is not the time. You know, you got one more year left. It, it's a, it's a nice year. You over $5 million plus the incentives. Show me that, that you're going, that you're back, that you're back to form. And then we can get into this. But you got to show me first. I don't see. That's the what I don't agree to. Because then it's kind of like. I agree 100% with that. Well, so here's, I mean, this uh, unpopular opinion. <laughs> I get it. We all have a boss. But when you get into this show me or shut up and play thing, then it's back to that circus mentality. Like. I'm some type of property. What I'm getting at is this. I understand who writes the checks. I understand that you'll have an opinion as the check writer. But you got to also understand the athlete too, right? The athlete is not behind closed doors and boardrooms and whatever. So what I'm getting at is you make money off me whether I play or not. Jersey sales, shit, whatever. Just the idea that I'm still on the team will keep fans in the seat until I'm not on the team. We've seen that with other players before. So what I'm saying is that market share is usually something that for the longest players had no fucking idea how to even break into. Well, this is the modern day and they know how to break into that now. Hence the CBAs and all those things. And so what I'm saying is collectively, right? Not changing the CBA because it's it's locked in until it's not. But collectively, (laughs) when you're working with people, you could come up with things that make sense. And right now, this this argument over what makes sense and what doesn't make sense is really between two men with everybody's hands in the jar. That's this them too. Like I, I'm not moving from that. Them too. I don't give a shit about whatever the agent's name is. I'm not about to ruin his name trying to say it right. I don't give a shit about you know anybody else outside of Jim Irsay and Jonathan Taylor sitting down talking. But this show me prove me thing. We got to get away from that. I don't believe why. That. Because they're not show horses, man. What do, what the fuck you want to see? Yes, they are. What, no, Pat. Yes, they are, and that's no. how they get paid. 
No, I they mean, really don't. You don't get paid for future. You That's, get paid for your past performance. You can actually go back to high school football. If you don't perform well, you're not starting, are you? Okay, fine. But also saying that show me like <laughs> dude, a two thousand the two thousand yard season is is rare. Only a handful of athletes have made that happen, right? And John the Taylor isn't one of them. So what I'm also saying though. Understanding how electric a player is, bro, I've showed you how electric I can be. Even last year on a hurt ankle, when we went to the when he played the Raiders, he broke off a 75 yarder for a TD on a bum ankle. I was at the game. Like, what do you want from me, bro? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And last year, y'all couldn't block, we couldn't block anybody. And he still had a game or two where he showed that he was capable of making things happen. Yeah, he still almost had nine hundred yards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. With, a, so, with a shortened season, no, I, I look, I understand, and I totally get what you're saying. You do have five yards to carry. There's <laughs> other pieces about? that you got that you are what overlooking. What are we? I'm lying. I'm lying. He scored five touchdowns in one game. Who? What are we talking about? <laughs> okay, do you see Al Bundy scored Bruh. five touchdowns in a single Al game? Al Bundy getting, is a fictional he's not getting no big who did that in fucking high school, <laughs> high school in in fake <laughs> Illinois somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a game this week. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, let's get off this. Fucking Al Bundy. I am done with you. Fucking <laughs> Al Bundy. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I've shown my age. I'm sorry. It's not oh about showing your age. It's about comparing JT to fucking Bro, Al Bundy. Are I you serious? He started it with the five touchdown shit. Because <laughs> that was against the Buffalo Bills in you had Orchard the number Park. one defense that week was in the league. Fucking poke high. In the cold. <laughs> And this, is why, and this is this is why people keep coming back week after week to watch our show. I start, <laughs> I didn't even say what I was supposed to say to start. Hey, follow us on YouTube uh, at our Twitter handle, Sick Pod Coats, and Facebook as well under the Sick Podcast IG as well. And we all now have Twittered handles, right? Which we could either say at the beginning or the end or the middle. So we'll say in the middle. <laughs> yeah, why don't we have the little, uh, maybe Sammy can fix this for us, have the little things at the bottom with our names. We can put our handles and shit in there. I don't know. But I am at, at Colts Clyde on X, not Twitter, X. Uh, what is your handle there, Acosta? My- is your- I was- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the play writer here. Like what Peyton say, say, (laughs) he's trying to call the plays. Just run the damn play. (laughs) Acosta, what is your Twitter handle? Your X handle? I was going to say my X handle is at Big Country 1864. All right. Guy over to my left. (laughs) What's your guy? I'm just the guy now. (laughs) Ball guy guy to the left. My X handle is Patrick, D O E R F L E 1. That's why you go last <laughs> because you got to spell it out. I, yeah, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting for someone to do this. I, I knew that would bring it out, Eddie. 
catches on the X. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this game real quick before we get <laughs> before we get out of here. We don't want Sammy to wrap us up quite yet. So we got a game this week. We go to Buffalo, ironically. <laughs> We're talking about the Bills again. Yeah. Is, is Al Bundy going to start right back? <laughs> <Let me see>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this it's is a, a preseason game. It's a possibility. <laughs> this is a preseason game. Are we uh, Are we excited for this? Do we care? I am. I mean, okay, good. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm I'm I, I, it's, it's football. Uh, wait, because la- last week y'all said uh, it's, it's the Hall of Fame game to be king. I didn't say that shit. That's what I this guy to my that, left. I was gonna say that's, that's what, what that shiny said. head yeah, motherfucker said. But if the Colts were playing in the Hall of Fame game, it'd be a we, different story. We give a shit. Well, you know it's gonna we be ninety-eight players on the sideline, so we don't know who's gonna play. You know, it's gonna be all the guys that are trying to make the team. There but is a report was... saying that Anthony's gonna get some play time. Oh, he's got to absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely expect to see a series, maybe two. And then it'll immediately cut to Elliger. <laughs> it'll be Elliger for the rest of the game. Facts. Because I really think, I don't know Shane's position. Not, I don't know how the Eagles were the last couple of years. But you remember the Colts only carried two quarterbacks two years, or well, three years ago. Three, oh, I'm saying this wrong. The three previous years to last year, we only carried two quarterbacks. So we didn't have that third active guy. But now this year, you can have like an active third guy all the time or something, right, based on. That doesn't take up roster spot. It doesn't take up a roster spot. So, I mean, I think he just kind of wants to see. I mean, somebody said on one of our posts, hey, start Sam, give him a chance to show. What? (laughs) But I think we've seen what Sam can do. He almost won us a game. He didn't quite win it, but he almost won us a game against the Redskins last year. Almost. Sammy almost did. It was Sam Elegant versus uh, what's their guy? Heineke. It was hilarious. <laughs> they both wear four. Nobody picked those two quarterbacks to be on the field. Yeah, we thought little. it was going to be. Yeah, we thought it was going to be the return of Matt Ryan. Or I'm sorry, re- return of Carson Wentz versus Matt Ryan, and that didn't pan out at all. But anyway, sticking to it. We excited about this game. Boy. Talk to me about it. Anything Absolutely. to look at? Ready to see Anthony Richardson, you know. Uh, I'm ready to see AR, you know, just really – Get the real feel for the speed of the game, with however long he plays in it, one or two series, first quarter. I don't know. You know, who knows? But, you know, I'm ready to – I'm excited to see him and the other rookies um, see how they do in the full speed game, you know. just to, And just, you know, just Colts football, baby. You know, just glad to see the blue and white back out there on the field. You know, it's just an exciting time. Pretty straightforward. Patrick? I, I, I'm going to follow a lot of what Acosta just said. Um Really went excited to see how he handles the pressure of the speed of people wow. actually coming at you. You know, we've seen we've seen what he can do in training camp. Looks pretty good. You know, you can see some holes. He's 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 still got some uh, learning to do, but that's to be expected from a rookie quarterback. You know, right. now now the lessons really start kicking in because you've got three hundred something pound guys and no red jersey on you're going to get hit i want to you know i want to see how he handles all that uh i want to see how our o-line is handling what the difference between last year to this year to see if they're you know actually jumping forward instead of backwards you know uh, i'm real interested to see 
the running backs. <sighs> too too soon, bro. Stop. It might be it might be too soon, <laughs> but, but you you mentioned it earlier that it, it's a hell of a competition room right now, and that that excites me. That competition in that room excites oh, me. Oh, it does not. Yes, it does. No. Any competition okay. is good. Hey, the the only other competition that's exciting right now that's beyond the excitement of the running back room is the tight ends. That's going to be exciting to see. See, I don't even think that's competition. That's I think we have every free agent tight end. <laughs> what are you talking about? We we, no we have we have every <laughs> tight, free agent tight end right now. We've got thirty seven tight ends <laughs> easily. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about all of them. I'm talking about, you know, your potential starters. Oh, shit, he said we got 37 of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, bro, there's going to be some talent that don't make it. Because I really like the Will Mallory kid, and I, I don't know. He might not make it. I mean, we only gonna I, I see him going to carry three I see him going to the practice squad, honestly. This is, but see, that's not a safe place because you can get swiped off the practice yep, squad. I know. Yeah, this I know is my thing, bro. Like. Man, <laughs> I'm so old school, bro. And maybe, maybe I'm just out of touch. Give me my hard nosed 38 players, and it could be 15 scraps. <laughs> like that's I how mean, teams. That's how teams used to be built. Chris mm-hmm. Ballard loves competition. We know he loves it, but sometimes it's, you can't keep it all, bro. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna extend the roster. To sixty or something like you don't have fifty three players when it's time no. to kick this shit off. You but when you get when you got more it. cherries to pick from, you're gonna get the best cherries. I don't, I don't always agree with that because How? sometimes because sometimes you let the cherries go that you thought well ah, I can go without that one and then somebody swoops in and takes them. Dude, like the, our practice oh. squad. If you've been paying attention. I remember one year, and Titans fans might laugh at me, but one year, Titans fans had about nine coats on their fucking team that at some point were either starters for us or, or roster, or I'm sorry, or, or uh, what do you call it, uh, practice squad players. They had like nine of them. And I was like, damn, every damn dude on their team was an ex-coat. This is the type of shit that I'm talking about. And, oh, by the way, they went in the division. <laughs> now, how much those players played into that? I can't give them, you know, uh, a metric, but I'm also saying they knew that they were good enough to make their team. I think that was like two years ago. They had like nine of our fucking dudes on their team. They started, they started that year on our roster somewhere. They were all Titans. What the fuck is going on? Bro? <laughs> so that's the type of shit I'm talking about. Sometimes you won't do like, yeah, you should probably go be a substitute school teacher, bro. Like NFL is not for you. Great. Cut his ass and get the fuck on. <laughs> but yeah. You bring in all this talent, and then you're sitting there like, you know, splitting hairs, looking at plays, and like, oh, man, he had one more tackle than him. <laughs> he had one more catch than him, and then this dude goes off and be great. That Yeah, me. but you, you also got to think, not everybody's going to fit the schemes of the team. They, 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 they can be great players, but if you ain't fitting in that scheme, yeah, you're not going to do so well. But they don't necessarily draft players that don't fit their scheme. You know that. We we're not talking with a broad brush here. We're talking about Chris Ballard, bro. Everybody he exactly. brings into this house, certain type of attitude, certain type of scheme fit. Period. They don't just draft just to draft. They don't just pick up people just to pick up people. This is he's told us this, Pat. What are you talking about? You've heard him speak this very clearly. So I don't and understand I- scheme fit. We're rarely firing dudes because they're hitting other dudes in the face with a helmet. Because they're fighting, like we don't have that problem. I mean, 
they might gamble on the team. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you might kick a person in the club one night. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but they're usually not going to be a problem upon them arriving. Sometimes shit just happens. And that's no joke toward the ones that happen, but that's the truth. It does. But the more competition you have right now, the easier it is to pick the best cherries for your situation. All right, man. Now, right. you know, some of them might go to other teams and do great. Yep. But if they think that it, this person is going to fit better than the other person. And ask got, me why. got to go with the fit. Ask me why, though. Ask me why I feel the way I do. I'm going to tell you why. why. Because every <laughs> fucking year, excuse my language. I'm sounding like a Costa. But every freaking year, the Colts are in one, two, three slots after the draft in top RAS score. Talking about getting pure athletes. Since Chris Ballard has been there, we've been in that top conversation of these are like some of the most athletic dudes of that draft. Almost every season. So those are the type of dudes you're giving up. You're not just drafting like, oh, they pick up Smith from fucking West Western Kentucky. We know we're gonna cut him before he even signs <laughs> his fucking welcome letter. Like, get the hell out of here. We didn't even give you a playbook, bro. <laughs> like, my bad. Sorry, you didn't make the team. I just got off the plane. I know. Get the hell out of here. We don't sign those dudes. We sign dudes is like, holy shit, look at this freak of an athlete. If he can just put it together, that's Chris Ballard's phrase. If he can just put it together, we might have something. Bro, you can't keep doing that. That's just because you can't because you can't stash these dudes. You cannot <laughs> stash them. No, but you can pick. So if, if I've got three comparable linemen, yeah, okay, and then I put them in camp, and I see one is fitting the the system better than the other two's. Now I know which guy I need to take. Watch what happens when we cut. What was that? What was the very last dude we picked? The freak of nature uh, tackle. I forget his name. It's slipping my mind. Wait till we cut him. See what happens. <laughs> Somebody go scoop his ass up like, thank you. And they that go, one I don't think that's cut. What what is that one he cut. Shit. We just, picked up the, we just picked up the big dude from the Lions. Skipper. <laughs> so we brought in more. Yeah, I think his name is Dan Skipper or something. We just Skip. brought in more, you know, experience. But that's going to limit a guy like that. So I'm telling you, we cut a guy like that or we cut a Will Mallory or we cut one of these other like freakishly athletic dudes, give them a little time. Those corners that we got, I mean, Juju Brents, yeah, of course he's going to make the team. But those other long-rangey corners, go ahead and cut them. <laughs> Jake, Jake Witt. Jake Witt. Go ahead and cut Jake Witt. Somebody going to scoop his ass up and make him an active player. He ain't going to get no burn, but he's going to stay on the team, and he's going to be a fucking monster. And we're going to be oh, we drafted that dude, but we have too much talent, so we cut him. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be I like, see. Yeah, that's right. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I seen his ass at camp on Sunday. That's a big son of a bitch. This yeah, Sunday. no shit. <laughs> so sometimes you want to do like I want to look the dude square and I'm like, I know you know you're not making the team. Get the fuck out of here. And we don't even care. That's how Bill Polian used to do it. Bill Polian would pick up 14 dudes that our camp bodies shout out to a guy that used to be here <laughs> on this panel. And he knew that before they even got the call. 
Now they might have got excited on the end, like, oh yeah, I got picked up by the coach. We just need you to come here and get beat up for a couple weeks to get these dudes better and then go back to selling shoes, Al Bundy. Or whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> 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 the Let me chill the fuck out. So we do have a football game. We'll have more analysis. Hey, Clyde is going to Hawaii. Be mad all you want to. Send your oh, hates all you want God. to. I'm going to Hawaii. You will not blend in in Hawaii. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will fit in because I'm paying my money. If you pay your money, you fit in. I don't give a shit where you go. <laughs> and I pay my money. So I'm going to fit the hell in. You get that grass skirt on, you will not fit in. I'm sorry. He looks like an Oompa Loompa out there picking chocolate. Okay. Hey, um, I just... What what kind of prize you gonna bring me back from Hawaii? Yeah, seriously, yeah, seriously. what kind of souvenir? What, what kind of souvenir are you bringing me back? Like Santa? I ain't bring you shit. Bring you, you my love back. That ain't, that ain't enough. Oh well, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I'll look. For I know what you can bring. Pat, I know what you can bring Pat back. You can bring him back a coconut brawl. <laughs> that would be funny. Ooh. And you got to wear that at a tailgate. You think I won't? It's done. Oh my God. You think I won't? It's done. <laughs> give, me, give me your measurements across. We got to get, because you know, you can't, you're a little wide, so we got to get, <laughs> you got binocular boobs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me covered up. Shit. Oh, God. That's great. <laughs> and as for me, I kind of look Polynesian at times, so you can bring me back one of their war clubs. I love those things. Why do you get no, cool? No, you get the grass skirt. Yeah, exactly. You don't get to get the good thing. I'm making fun of both of you. You get a grass skirt. He gets that. Sarah can get a warhammer. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> you give her a warhammer. She'll use it on me. Facts. That's why we need her to keep you in line. Anyway. I want one of those sticks that you can light on fire on both ends so I can twirl it around. You know what that's called? You can make it yourself. What's it called? You can make it yourself. Get a what? get a. I can't get this a, is what it's called. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, have, we have been <laughs> thankful for you tuning into this show. <laughs> and with that, Sammy, take us out of here. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.